0: We just got off the Tesla Q4 2021 earnings call. And there's a lot to cover. I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching In Depth. On Now You Know. Hey, wake up, wake up. We gotta start the show. Oh, I'm sorry, I fell asleep reading this textbook. Yeah, gravitational physics. Yeah, I can see why you fell asleep. Why are you reading this textbook? I mean, I want to know more about rockets and space travel, you know, SpaceX and going to Mars. I mean, it's so fascinating. But every time I try and read a chapter in here, I just fall asleep. Yeah, I remember falling asleep in college trying to get through my textbooks. But if you really want to start learning about gravitational physics, you should take some courses on Brilliant, today's sponsor. Brilliant has courses doesn't that? Yeah, it's right here. Explore Newton's law of gravity and unpack its universe of consequences. Whoa, it says by the end of this course, you'll be able to code simulations to explore applied problems using Python, derive pieces of general relativity, and understand where Newton's laws start to buckle. Yeah, that's why we love Brilliant. With Brilliant's interactive problems and hints, you're actually learning at your pace in a way that sticks in your brain. Yeah, I love how Brilliant brings subjects to life. I mean, oh man, I'm diving right in now. Brilliant teaches over 60 different courses in really easy to understand ways over 10 million people have learned from brilliant man this is so cool uh we we have to start the show you're gonna have to put a pause that yeah, on that no, learning just, to support our channel and learn more about brilliant go to brilliant.org slash now you know and sign up for free and also the first 200 people that go to that link will get 20 off the annual premium subscription we have to start the show okay. so let's go so you know valentine's day is just around the corner right and uh we got you covered head on over to the Now You Know Clips channel. We have a super secret romantic surprise idea that uh, you're not going to want to miss. So it's over on the Now You Know Clips channel. And speaking of Valentine's Day, a Henson Shaver would make a great gift for him or her. Head on over to HensonShaving.com and remember to use our code NOWYOUKNOW to get 100 blades for free. Enter that at checkout and you get 100 free blades. All All right, so we just got off the 2021 Q4 earnings call. I mean, I want to know about 4680s in Giga Texas. I want to know about the FSD subscription price. And most of all, I want to know know about about Cybertruck. Cybertruck. Exactly. I mean, Elon said that in this uh you know earnings call we were going to get an update about the design of CyberTruck i came into this call so excited yep. i'm so excited let's talk about the boring stuff first what the boring stuff that it was like a record Quarter for the company? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm used to record quarters for the company. That so that's had, just boring for you now? We've had a bunch of those. Yeah, I mean, look at this boring chart of yeah. record deliveries of cars. We already knew it that. It just keeps going up like, I knew it's going to go up. That's what it did last time. They said that would be an annual run rate of 1.22 million. Deliveries were up 87% in 2021. It's the highest quarterly operating margin among all volume OEMs. So... That sounds like, what they're talking about other automakers. They have the best operating margins of other automakers. So that means that uh, they've outclassed them all. Let's talk about the brass tacks and stuff that everyone always wants to talk about income. Yeah, remember all those quarters where everyone's like, are they going to be profitable? We didn't have to worry about that this quarter. Uh, we had $5.5 billion in gap net income, $5 billion free cash flow. Now, this is after spending $6.5 billion to build out new factories. So, that means a free cash flow of $2.8 billion in Q4. We have $1.5 billion more in the bank, $17.6 to sit in there in the bank. Now, you know why that's nice? Oh, why? Because everyone's talking about inflation coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And that means a lot of other companies are going to have to go out there and go to the bank and go, "Um, Mr. Banker, can I take out a loan? Sure, here's your interest rate. Oh. Uh, Tesla is not going to have to borrow anything. Because they got plenty of cash. And yeah, if we look at auto revenues, $15.9 billion in auto revenues for the quarter, $17.7 billion in total revenues. And if you look at that in a chart, it makes it a lot easier to understand where you are. It's so funny. All these charts are just... <laughs> they're all going up all going up fast it's almost like we said that was gonna happen it's almost like we knew that was gonna happen a while ago yeah and and now it's happening and Now it's happening wow. nobody's going bankrupt gap gross margin up 813 basis points to 27.4 percent now a lot of people are like i don't really know what gross margin is that's the profit you're making on everything you're selling and that means that their margins are going up even though this was a pretty tough quarter uh I'm looking at the charts, it doesn't look like a tough quarter. Oh, not a tough quarter for Tesla, but I mean, look at uh, Tesla's competition. Look at other auto manufacturers. They didn't have rosy Q4s. Mm. They were having trouble selling vehicles and making profits on them. Income from operations up 354% to $2.6 billion, with an operating margin of 14.7% up 950 basis points. Earnings per share. Now, a lot of people haven't been really looking at earnings per share of Tesla stock for a long time because there wasn't much there. But uh, a year ago, it was at twenty four cents, and it's like boring. I don't want to see twenty four cents. Uh, now you're two dollars and five cents a share. That uh, is up seven hundred and fifty four percent. Wow. Is that is are we at a level where it's like that's good, or are we still like? No, I mean we're still in overvalued. very high. Yeah, we're still in high PE ratios, but I mean that's because uh, we're still it's a super high growth stock. When we look at the graph, it's it's growing. Okay, that makes sense. But you might say, here's a graph you don't want to see growing, right? You don't want to see operating expenses going up, but it's going up at a lesser rate, fifty percent, than their profit was going up. So that's fine, as long as your operating expenses is being outpaced by your revenue, you're you're fine, and that's what was going on here. And don't forget, operating expenses are going up because a lot of stuff was going on in Q four. You're getting two factories going, and I mean, of course expenses are going to go up as any company grows. You're going to have you know, new properties. You're going to have new employees. Right. You're going to have stuff you're going to need to spend money on. All right. So deployed energy storage, thinking uh, mega packs, mm-hmm. uh, power walls, that was down uh, quarter over quarter. It was actually down year over year as well, as you can see here. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a bad quarter. I think what was happening here was that Tesla was limited on chips and they had to decide where are those chips going? Cars, storage, Where are they going? Right. And Elon talks about this later in the call. We'll get to that. Solar deployed, though, is flat, um, which I think is good. I mean, going back a couple of years, you know, you had those really bad quarters, I would say. Now, at least it's steady. I would have loved to have seen it go up higher, but um, it is a hard quarter to install solar in much of the country. So maybe that's why. It's still flat you know year over year. Yeah. So, I don't know. Superchargers, no one ever really talks about this, but us, but uh almost 3500 supercharging stations and it's just going up at a nice pace, so yeah. that's good to see. Honestly, I would like to see it go up faster because as more cars come online, but uh look, we all know the supercharger situation is pretty good. It's pretty good. Um the only times where it's not as good are, you know, rush days, Thanksgiving. Right. That's pretty much it. Aside from that, um It's been fantabulous. So Elon said in his opening remarks that they're shifting their focus to the future. Texas and Berlin. They want to focus on volume production. They made a choice in 2021 not to put out any new models. And I was expecting him to say, but now we are. Uh, But they're not. So they're not going to be making Cybertruck. They're not going to be making the Semi-Truck. They're not going to be making the Roadster. They're not going to be making Optimus, uh, you know, Tesla bot. So, I mean... That's kind of the downside, Uh, but they did have a record quarter, a record year, and they are basically saying this year, 2022, is going to be rinse and repeat of that. Right. Um, Plus two new factories and plus maybe not so many chip shortages and other supply shortages. I mean Elon did say that they're not out of the woods yet. Mm-hmm. They're still looking at problems in the supply chain, but it seems from his point of view to be getting better. Elon said they expect significant growth. He says this a lot, comfortably above 50% in 2022. Uh how many companies does the CEO get on the call and go growth should happen this year. No problem. Comfortably. Yeah. Comfortably. We're not aiming for that, but that's going to happen. Right. Like we're aiming probably for far more than that. And this isn't a company that makes three widgets. They make millions of them. Yeah. Then he talked about FSD. Now he said this before, but his tone is changing. He talked about full self-driving will become the biggest profit maker for Tesla. He said it's nutty good financials and he's confident they will achieve full self-driving This year, which sounds very familiar. It does sound familiar. I know. I mean, yes, we've heard so many times before. Yes. Now, when I heard that before, my car didn't have any software that would allow it to drive uh, autonomously. So uh, now it does. And so every time I go out and allow my car to drive itself, that data is going back to Tesla and they can do whatever they want with it. But did you pick up the tone? He said here, this might be the biggest increase in asset value of any asset in history. That's right. a pretty big statement. This is like if, you know, all the printing presses uh, owned by a particular company in the year, you know, 1776 just suddenly turned into Xerox printers and were just like pumping out. It would be like, wow, our output is fantastic, um, except it'll be even more valuable because it's moving people and mm-hmm. goods. Right. Uh, so that's kind of a very interesting thing. And um, nobody in this call, either from say.com questions or any of the analysts really understood that. No. Then Elon said that there's a product roadmap, a lot to talk about. And I was excited because I'm like, great, that's what I want to hear about. He said he was only going to give a high level of certain products because they all deserve their own uh, unveiling. And I was like, okay, sure. But you're (laughs) going to talk about Cybertruck, right? Because you said, yeah, that's what she said. You were going to talk about Cybertruck. Cybertruck. And then he uh, he and then he said they're not introducing any new models this year. Now, they did say that they are engineering the Semi, the Cybertruck, Optimus and the Roadster, and they'll be bringing them. He didn't say which ones to production in 2023, most likely dependent on supply chain. So not very particularly (laughs) great to hear if you were waiting on a Cybertruck or or Semi truck like us. He also talked about factories. Obviously, they're going to get Texas and uh, Berlin up and running. But he also said that they're going to be looking for new locations of factories. And he said there might even be an announcement this year at the end of this year. Right. He didn't. Although he said that before. He has said that before. But uh, he basically said that they weren't going to say anything at this time. I mean, to me, it's like, well, of course, you're looking for new factories because you guys can build a factory in like record time, depending on where you're building it. Now, here's something we've never heard Elon talking about on an earnings call before because it hadn't come up before, which is Optimus, Optimus Subprime, right? The Tesla bot. (laughs) Uh, Elon said that the most product development that's going on right now is going into Optimus. He said the potential for Tesla bot is for that to be more significant than the vehicle business over time. And that's something, again, we haven't heard before on an earnings call. He said, economy is labor. What happens if you don't have a labor shortage? I'm not sure what an economy means at that point. That is what Optimus is about. So I just want everyone to stop for a second. He basically just said, you know, we've all been talking about this as a car company for years, right? Every analyst is like, it's a car company, four wheels, a steering wheel. It's a car. He's talking now about FSD and Optimus. Right. He's basically going like, yeah, you could be looking at this company and thinking about the fundamentals of the company or whatever. Uh, What you should be doing uh, is grabbing your textbooks Your economics textbooks, ripping them up, burning them and trying to figure out what the new paradigm is going to be, Mm -hmm. because I'm going to introduce two technologies that are going to fundamentally change the fabric of reality. Right that's kind of what he's saying here and he's like so yeah i don't know if like selling cars that people are going to drive and keep in their driveways is like be a, thing anymore. a business model that i really even care to think about kind of mind blown there really mind blown and in this uh this talk of like a sector of the company that's going to be bigger than vehicle sales which is currently like their biggest thing mm-hmm. is going to be a theme of this earnings call, right? different segments. Drew Baglino, their head of engineering, uh, talked about the 4680 cells. He said they're not a constraint at the moment, that Cato Road, which is where they're making them, are all going to Texas, um, and that actually the 4680 factory at Giga Texas is working. He said he toured the cell factory, it sounded like a day ago, and he says he's super pumped. Right, so yeah, the 4680 is ramping up in Texas. That's so exciting. It almost sounded to me like they didn't want people to know that they had some Model Ys coming out of uh, Giga Texas. And maybe that was like someone's job was to cover those up with the tarp and they hadn't done their job. I don't know. Or maybe they wanted that to leak. So I don't know. That would and basically Elon said that they're expected to deliver cars with 4680s this quarter. That's exciting. That means uh, probably model wise out of Giga Texas this quarter. But it brings up a problem that we've brought up before, which is that means that they will be model wise with and without the structural 4680 battery pack, which means I don't know, are they going to ask like a little questionnaire like um what do you know about Tesla's? Not <laughs> much. You'll be getting the older version. <laughs> when I say the word 4680, what do you think of? Oh uh, uh, no. Tax form? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then we had Zach Kirkhorn, he's the CFO. We heard his opening remarks. We pretty much always cover Zach Kirkhorn's uh, remarks from earnings calls. Yeah. So he mentioned, you know, automotive margins up 600 basis points from 2020 to 2021. Uh, Margins are trending up, which means they're going to continue to go up, which is great. Regulatory credits. And this is where a lot of auto analysts are like, "Montes only makes money because they sell uh, regulatory credits. Uh, Zach said they were small and they will get less important over time. Mm. They had their highest margins yet this quarter. Yep. Uh, Port congestions and upped expedite costs were hurting them this quarter. Mm -hmm. Makes sense uh, if you're... Paying extra money for suppliers to get you things and to get people their cars, that's just going to cost you money. Elon's stock incentive and recalls uh, made up about $700 million um, in expenses this quarter. And the good news is they're retiring legacy debt. So many companies have debt from early on and they're just paying it off. They're like, why should we be paying high interest rates if we don't need to? Mm -hmm. He mentioned that 2022 is going to be an exciting year. Their vehicle volume growth will be at or above 50%. That's just with Fremont and Shanghai. Yeah. So, so so pretend this year that Berlin and Giga Texas don't do anything. Right. They could increase their volume growth by 50% with the two factories they already have. That's insane. Which is insane. That means that their product ramp doesn't have to be like, even if things go wrong, it's going to be okay. Well, it's going to be more than okay. They're going to be growing 50%. Right. Um, And so, yeah, if we start to add in Giga Texas and Giga Berlin, uh... Uh, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then he wrapped up his remarks with a thanks to their suppliers because obviously this was a difficult time for them. All right. So the first big question out of the gate is the $25,000 compact car. You know, the model two update. Are you working on it? Uh, Elon said that they are not currently working on it. At some point they will. Um, they said that there's too much on their plate. Frankly, Elon then went to say, this is the wrong question. When the car is autonomous. The cost of transportation drops by four or five times. So I think, I'm just going to put this out there, Tesla may never make a $25,000 compact car um, because Elon's right. If full self-driving becomes a thing, then the cost of cars goes down because as Elon pointed out in the call, your car right now is used, what, 10 or 12 hours a week. Mm -hmm. If it's an autonomous car, it can easily get used five times that. You might as well make a car that has a $100,000 in value because you're going to design it specifically to be autonomous, to have that 100% utilization. Because having a car that sits in your driveway right now, there's no like design considerations for that. It, it just doesn't do anything. Yeah, so I mean, uh If you're waiting for the $25,000 car, you might want to read between the lines here. I don't think they're ever going to make it. You might not ever be able to buy one. And that's not a bad thing because- Exactly. What is Elon saying here? He's saying that you aren't going to need to buy a Tesla. A Tesla will come and pick you up whenever you want. And it'll be cheap. That's what he's saying. Right. Whether or not that's true, if you live up in Saskatchewan, I don't know. But that's what Elon is saying here. Next question was about the cooling and heating, the HVAC. Are you going to make Tesla HVAC stuff? And Drew answered. Drew is really positive. I really liked Drew's answer about this. He said it's very aligned with their mission. It's very impactful um, that basically recently they've learned how to make capable and reliable heat pumps um, and that they're excited on working on that problem one day. Right. So, again, that's not on their to do list at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Elon said it's compelling for customers to have this integrated one small package that looks good. He's always into making stuff look good. But Lars, their head engineer, said um, it's, you know, it's way harder to make something like this for a vehicle. This is an easy problem to make for a house. And he said, this is our next logical step. We will do that, HVAC, better than anyone. Right. Elon, again, pushed the date. He said game changer. Uh, further down the road we have a lot of fish frying um, and then uh, drew said something interesting though you should do it anyway right. though he's talking to us the people don't wait for tesla to make a heat pump for your house go install it yourself right next question was about uh are you gonna split the fsd license into a commercial license and a private license and blah blah blah, 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 blah. right and uh elon said no it sounds too complicated um i love hearing elon say that something sounds too complicated right. especially when it wasn't that complicated right. like we're talking about full self-driving something that's extraordinarily complicated and we're talking about having two separate licenses for it read between the lines do you know what he's saying here he's saying you <laughs> you're not going to ever be able no to car for you full self-driving go check out our video where we told you he's not going to sell you cars in I the future i think uh, he's basically saying there's going to be no point in buying a car. There's get, yep. You probably won't be able to afford full self-driving. Right. Um, but you will be able to more than afford a car coming and picking you up and driving you wherever you want to go. Exactly. It'll be cents on the dollar compared to any other form of transportation. Drew had an interesting thing in there. He said that uh, charging the vehicle fleet, the full self-driving vehicle fleet, was something that Tesla was going to work on. Mm, so, right, because you still got to charge the car somehow. Supercharger stations, maybe. Tesla Tesla, it could be Tesla bots, yeah. but it could also be something that we aren't even thinking about yet. Next question was about Dojo. That's their training uh, computer that they're working on. And the question was, is this necessary for full self-driving? And Elon says no, basically. Uh, he You know, he talked about how um, when Dojo becomes better than GPU clusters for training. It's just like a lot of in the weeds stuff. For most people, I don't think we're going to really understand it basically what he was saying is they don't need dojo but he did say it's on track for doing something useful he thinks this summer and then he thinks it will be really useful in 2023 and so basically he keeps asking his fsd team hey do you want to use dojo and as long as they're happy not using it he knows that dojo isn't there yet so then there was a second question that was part of this question and it was where are you going to use tesla bots first Um, and Elon was, you know, was like, Oh, we like calling it Optimus, don't call it Tesla bot. Okay. And then he says, Well, if we can find a use for it at Tesla, maybe they'll be, you know, moving parts (laughs) around the factory. Can you say sandbagging? I really think that this is the one, like, Elon usually doesn't lie when he talks, when he tweets. I, rarely like caught him actually lying unlike most ceos and, uh, and this isn't technically a lie they're going to move things around probably be but i around. think that he knows that this robot is not just going to be a simple like move this right. around right it's going to be able to do very humanoid things right there's a question about tesla insurance and zachary kirkhorn said that they're now currently in five states Four of those states are using telematics, what is that? Telematics is safety score beta. So it's tracking the way you drive and it's giving you a score and that score determines your premium. Okay, so four out of the five states, just California is not allowing them to use telematics yet. And Elon is pushing hard, he said, for California to change to telematics, why? He says that California rules are contradictory to consumer happiness. They were talking about having three months of Texas data showing that the frequency of collision by telematic drivers, uh, people who use safety score beta is lower than other drivers, and that basically this is encouraging safer driving because you have to drive safe in order to get a better premium. Now, correlation does not equal causation here. Mm. I would think that the people who know that they're not good drivers are not gonna sign up for a telematics-based uh, system because they know that they're either have a driving style that is not compatible with Safety Score Beta or they know that they're just a terrible driver. Yeah, I mean, general. we've only got three months of data here and we've right. only got one state, but I mean, as they get more and more data, I think we're gonna see that it, it is... I think it makes sense. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of really safe drivers out there. And if you are, that's great. And I think that Safety Score Beta might be a great product for you. But I don't think that saying that like this makes drivers safer is necessarily a 100% true. Um, We did hear that the take rates are quite strong. So that means a lot of people are signing up for it and they want to scale across the U.S. They said it's a slow process, right? You got to go state by state. Each state has its own regulatory approval process. But that their internal goal is that by the end of 2022, they want to have 80% of their customers able to choose Tesla insurance in the U.S., So if you read between the lines, that doesn't necessarily mean 80 percent of states. That just means the big states, the big states, and especially the states that have a lot of Teslas in them. So we're talking, uh, you know. California, which already has it. But then, you know, the New York's, the Massachusetts is the organs and that kind of thing. Right. And then they're hoping to get to Europe next. They said they might actually start at the end of this year. Depends on the progress in the U.S. There's a question about max capacity at the gigafactories. And Elon quickly said um, it's always possible to increase at any given factory. That's not the problem. Really interesting point here. I, I haven't ever heard him say this. Um, it makes sense obviously you can try and either squeeze more stuff in it or you can try and expand the factory or you can speed things up. So, I mean, that was a really interesting point. He says that you don't always want to increase just at one factory. You have to consider transport costs. Right. So what he's saying there is it's probably better to build a new factory with the money that you would have spent making another factory more efficient. That kind of goes with their plan so far. You know, building factories kind of far apart from each other to service particular markets. Right. He said he wants the Model Ys coming out of Giga Texas to go to the eastern two thirds of the United States, because that's obviously a lot closer than Fremont is. So then there's a question about uh, Cybertruck production obstacles besides battery cells. Good. We're talking about Cybertruck. Right. And then Elon said that uh, the factories won't be a limiting factor. He also said the batteries won't be a limiting factor. He said that the hardest thing is going to be making it affordable. I think he just if you read between the lines. okay look, about a month ago, Elon said he was going to be talking about Cybertruck on the earnings call. Now we're telling you he didn't talk about Cybertruck in the Arnie's call. This is a little piece that he gave us. I think what happened was uh, in between then and now he met with his team and I think there's some problems and I think the problems come down to affordability. I think he promised a lot in the Cybertruck. thirty dollars right? For a bulletproof truck. Now he knows his competition is nipping at his heels, saying that they've got some pretty cool offerings at very similar starting prices. Mm -hmm. So he's got to deliver. And so I don't think the problem is whether they could deliver. The the problem is whether they could deliver at an affordable price and whether they could make enough of those per year. So he seems to be setting the target at 250,000 vehicles a year. It's a little lower than I had hoped him to say, Mm -hmm. but I am a little concerned here that um, because there was no discussion of it, that they're still working on how to get this truck out at the right price. Now and my- he did say it will take a moment to get to that level. So that means when they do start making it in 2023, it is not going to be ramping that fast. Right. Could he be uh, trying to beat the 39 starting price? I mean, for a pickup truck, like you don't have to, right? No, so I don't think, think so. He's, it's actually hitting the level that they stated back in 2019. I think he wants it to be an awesome truck, which is great. But I think he's having trouble meeting the price. Look, he's making this completely differently than any other truck. It's a stainless steel exoskeleton. I mean, right. I think his engineers are, of course, able to make one. Right. But how do you make 250000 a year at the right cost? And right. I think they're trying to figure that out now. I think they'll do it. Right. But I just don't know if they're going to do it as fast as we'd like them to do it because we're all dying for our Cybertrucks. So the question here is whether the reason he didn't talk about Cybertruck basically the entire call like we thought he was going to do is because he wants to have a unveiling event or that they're running into serious trouble. Yeah. I hope I hope it's the former. Yeah. There's a rather boring question about margins and uh, Zachary answered that. But at the end of it, Elon piped in Hey, come on. He's like getting tired of hearing this. He's like, everything pales in comparison to robotaxi or full self-driving. It tends to overwhelm everything. And he again talked about how this is gonna blow our minds. And uh, if you do any back of the napkin, first principles thinking about full self-driving, you will definitely, 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 definitely arrive at the same conclusion. He was asked about, uh, you know, hey, it's great. I hear you're going to do level four autonomy by this year um, and that dojo is not required. And Elon said, look, uh, it's pretty easy to get safer than a human. That's a low standard. He said humans are distracted, lossy, tired, texting, It's remarkable we don't have more accidents. He said, actually being better than a human is relatively easy. How to make it a 1,000% or 10,000% better than a human, that is much harder. But he said, anyone in the FSD beta program right now, if you just plot their progress, he said, it's obviously trending to a small number of interventions per mile, and the pace of improvements is fast. And then he said, several profound improvements are coming to the stack in the next few months. Now, this could just be Elon speak, or it could be real. Maybe there's some stuff coming up that's going to make FSD beta Really insane. But he did point out again, I would be shocked, he said, if we don't achieve safer than human full self driving this year. So just to read between the lines on that, that doesn't necessarily mean that. Uh, they're going to be like rolling out the fleets of like, Follow, go ahead, go to sleep because they would need regulatory approval. Right. And let's be honest, governments aren't going to say, oh, it's the same as a human. You've got permission. Right. It has to be some factor better. And I don't know what that is. I think it's like three or five times better before they're going to say, OK, do it. Yep. Uh, So now we get to the kind of dumb analyst questions. Elon didn't get mad at anyone, so that's good. It's good. Yeah. This uh, one was about the energy business. Right. Big question about like LFPs for mega packs and interesting answer from Elon here. They're going to be switching all of their energy storage products to LFP. Right. Iron-based. Iron-based in the near future. I think that this makes a lot of sense. Uh, you don't want to have uh, a flammable product. So switch from lithium ion over. Yeah, to it can L1 be plus. heavier, less energy dense. That's fine. Right. Because It's just going to sit there. The very fun part was, um, you know, Elon was talking about how Tesla energy could grow, that basically it had all been held back by the chip shortage this year mm-hmm. before it had been held back by cell shortages. Um, Elon said that, uh, you know, oh, it could go up 200, 300 percent. And then Zachary Kirkhorn chimed in. He says, like, you know, the question is, does it double, triple, quadruple? <laughs> The business. And they said that they they need this to be growing faster than their vehicle business and that it will after the chip shortage. So again, this is another one of their... Oh, and Elon happened to mention it could be a terawatt hour per year energy business. Right. So this is another one of those segments... (laughs) That they think is going to do better than their car business. And look, if you watch Tesla Time News, you know that we're always talking about more wind and solar going online. All of those need batteries to make them work. So this is why he's so sure of it. There's a pretty interesting question about how do you organize your R&D efforts? Do you have an incubator? And then I really, really like this answer from from Elon, uh, Drew and Laris. Elon was like, yeah, we don't have incubators and, you know, uh, drew was kind of chiming in They're like we don't even have research centers uh, we work on things that go into our products right. and so this is really cool so for if for anyone who's confused you know bmw and uh you know samsung and cattle all these different companies have research centers right. where they kind of have a a team and that team comes up with like a concept and then they put that out into the world and they go like here's our concept here's right. our idea of something and then Maybe it turns into something most of the time it does not absolutely right. doesn't do anything. What Drew said is people need to be in the factory to understand the last part, which is how do you put it into production cheaply? Right. Elon said, what's the point of prototypes? The super hard part is the production part. Right. So instead of having pie in the sky, uh, you know. R&D departments that are like, yeah, well, we could do it this way. Having the engineers who are going to be putting it into production, designing the thing means that you're going to get it into production faster. And I love this part. (laughs) Lars swore (laughs) on the earnings call. He's like, it's just one f***ing deal. (laughs) really like that. I, I like how honest and open they were. Yeah. It really felt like they were all on the same page. And there. they said that we work on the things that go into our products. We iterate fast. We figure out how to make it at scale at a reasonable price. Like that's so different than we take a bunch of people and send them up to a mountain retreat and have them figure out some ideas. And Elon said people are putting too much value on ideas. The idea of going to the moon isn't the hard part. It's the execution that's the hard part. He said we have a bazillion ideas. Right. And Drew said the closer you are at applying blood, sweat and tears, the closer you are to production. And they and Elon even said their offices are integrated into the factory. They're looking over the production lines. They're not in some ivory tower where they're a bunch of executives. Exactly. I think that that's really great Uh, in terms of their engineering. That shows the strength of Tesla. Then there was a question from Bernstein. And the question was, you know, what's your current attach rate for FSD? How much deferred revenue is being drawn down? And Elon said, look, you don't want to be looking in the rear view mirror. You need to look out the front windscreen. There's a profound step change coming. Long term, every car will have full self-driving. The value of that will be a very big number. Just look at this as asset utilization. And he went again, talked about how it'll be a 5X asset utilization. Um, he said, there'll be no more parking lots. I wonder who else has said that. I know. Why am I standing in a parking lot? He did say something that I kind of disagree with. He said that there'll be a lot more traffic. I can see where he's coming from with that because he's thinking of a flood. Well, he's thinking that, yeah, when it's so cheap to travel that you'd be like, you know, I'll just get a Tesla and go down the street to my friend's house. And so he talked about how the boring company is going to be quite essential. I don't know. We'll have to disagree on that one. Right. I am. I'm starting to lean towards Elon way of thinking here. I do really think that, like, yeah, if it's that easy and quick, the question is, is it going to be? Is it going I, to be that easy? I don't it think you also quick? realize that so much traffic is because humans are idiots like and because True. you have to put stoplights and things when cars are autonomous, they don't have to drive the way humans drive. And now the thing is, they aren't designing full self-driving to be that system yet. Right. So that's where I think the traffic is definitely going to come in. But. He did point out something really interesting. We all think of public transportation as something that's going to be here forever. The buses, the trains. And Elon said, people are not going to take the bus. He said, it's going to be cheaper than the bus or the train. So no one's going to take it. To hell with that, he said. And he said, people do not understand how profound this change is. It'll be the biggest software update in history millions of cars will have 5x utility overnight i don't know how to quantify that except it's one big number that i think was like it wasn't the question it was the The answer answer that was so important and elon basically has to rephrase all these questions not in the typical like Let me not answer your question kind of way, but like you're asking the wrong question. Here's the right answer to your dumb question. There was an interesting question about 4680 form factor. Is this what your suppliers are making now, Tesla? Uh, Drew said that their suppliers are working on it, looking at different ways to drive efficiencies, drive costs down. And Drew said, you know, this is all physics based. There are differences between nickel and iron based cells. So the 4680 might not be the ultimate form factor. Right. Elon said, basically, there's no iron in 4680 cells. So what he's saying here is that the 4680 will not be an LFP cell. Right. That's interesting. Keep, keep, keep that, that in, in your brain. Because when we were talking about battery day, all of battery day was talking about the 4680 which and the structural battery pack. So this would point to the fact that LFP or, you know, a majority of, say, Model 3s that they are going to be making in the future – aren't going to have maybe structural battery packs, they definitely won't have 4680s. Yeah, interesting. All right, so to wrap it up, I mean, you know, Elon did talk about toilet paper shortages and stuff, but I think that's pretty much uh, it. Well, hang on. Everyone wants to know the Cybertruck news. Well, unfortunately, like we said, Elon did not give any news about it. I mean, is the truck going to come out in two sizes? Right. Is it going to float like a boat? Uh, Will it have side view mirrors or not? Right. Nothing. Except that we won't be seeing it this year and that when they do produce it, he hopes that it'll, you know, get to two hundred and fifty thousand cars a year. I really want to go back to. I think this is a case of uh, Elon being a little too optimistic. It's one of his greatest qualities. So I, I think it's awesome. I think that when he tweeted that, he meant it a few weeks ago when he mm-hmm. said, "I'll talk about it at, you know, the earnings call." I think he thought that things were probably going on great. I uh, bet he got into the room with his team and they said, "Gosh, Elon, there's a lot of problems here that we haven't quite solved yet," and so. I don't think we can release that information yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they just wanted to have a dedicated release date. Why but then would why have, would he have said I'm gonna talk about it at the earnings call? He could have just not said that. Because I think a lot of people were pressuring him and he didn't know what like organizing something now is very hard. Like organizing battery day was really tough for them. And I think organizing anything now, any kind of release. I don't know. Elon's the kind of person who kind of lets things slip if he's excited and nothing slipped. He's not that good usually if he's excited. If he had just come out of a meeting where he had a lot of exciting news to tell us something would have slipped nothing has slipped nothing slipped I mean, about model y nothing slipped about model 3 i don't mm, think that you're right about that nothing okay. slipped about cybertruck until they unveiled it i but i mean everyone knows about cybertruck so he could have said something like it's going to be great like he does that a lot and he didn't he do that tweets this time. that a lot sometimes but it usually doesn't tell us anything because we haven't learned anything so i don't i think that he could be just waiting for the right time yeah i don't think he's sandbagging on this one i mean we'll see who's right i i just think that it's a lot harder than than all of us think to make something this amazing at the right cost i think again though they're ramping up in gigafactory what are they ramping up model y they're not they don't have the resources to be to be scaling up a cybertruck and that maybe is what his team i mean that was the reason they gave too and that's what his team probably told him is like elon if you want us to be continuing this on model y we can't put the time into i mean look it it's gonna um have four wheel steering like there's a lot of new things going into this truck that they're gonna have to work on and get that to be cheap i think that their focus is on production of the model three and the model y definitely globally yep. um and it's going to blow us the fuck away this year yeah uh because No, I'm super positive. I don't wanna, you know, leave this off on a bad note. Like I'm super positive. We're gonna be one of the first to get the Cybertruck. So I mean a few months here or there doesn't make me feel as bad as some of you who are back at, you know, one million in line. And it doesn't matter. It does it doesn't hurt them to have people waiting in line for the Cybertruck. That's true. I really don't think that for everyone who says that like, oh, the competition's gonna come in and take all their mm, it's not gonna take their lunch. No, it won't because the numbers that they're gonna put out aren't aren't gonna be high. But you can't push it back too far because if a lot of Silverados go out there, I think it's gonna be an impressive truck it could it could hurt their sales from my experience i've seen a lot of people who i would never have expected to know what a tesla was they know what the cyber truck is they're waiting for it what does that do to a person like that means that they're going to start to get interested in tesla Mm. Are families made up of just all pickup trucks no it's usually one pickup truck and an it's SUV. usually the yep. father. And then there's an SUV or there's a sedan. And I think if you're looking at cars and you're like, what makes the most sense? Oh, maybe a Model Y. Oh, maybe a yeah, Model 3. It's a good point. And they did say that the Model Y has the highest margin. So, uh. Yeah. Which is uh, great, great news. Anyway, the takeaway for me is another stellar, amazing, mind blowing quarter. I am more bullish on Tesla than ever. Uh, I'm so excited to be part of this community. Uh, But let us know what you think down in the comments. I mean, what did we miss? What did we get wrong? What did Elon miss? Yeah. What did the dumb analysts miss? Because they missed a lot, frankly. Um, And also, just a little reminder say.com you can vote your shares in terms of questions right Um, and upvote uh, good questions right now of course there are a couple institute you know institutionals gets to you know just throw all their shares into the questions as well uh and they didn't break it up by retail and institutional this time yeah i I don't like where they're going with that didn't like that there was too many institutional questions and they were but by and large boneheaded Mm -hmm. um so i don't know we'll see how that trends in that way but be sure to vote your shares. Maybe we can get some of the the dumb answers. And remember what we said about Valentine's Day, guys. Go over to our Clips channel right now. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. We've got something there that you're not going to want to miss. Yeah, so head over to the Now You Know Clips channel. Uh, that's where our little secret video is going to be. We'll tell you about it more later, but if you want to get in on it now, you're going to want to get in on it now. So we'll see you next week. Now, now you know. know.